Tim and Tom. Tim. Tom. Tim and 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 Tom. It is. It's Tim and Tom. I'm Tim. Tom's over I'm on the other Tom. side. He's Tom. Uh, back. It's been a couple of years, but we're back. Yes, it has. It's yeah. been a. What, what's the phrase? It's been a long time since I seen you. Need a don't beat to step two. Step two. Step step to step two. Remember that? Uh, I remember that, uh, but I don't remember it like that. That's not how. <laughs> well, you know, it's an original mix. So yeah, mm-hmm. in Rome. Hey, uh, how are you? I am well. Tom, uh, thanks for asking. It has been quite a long time, and some things have changed uh, in the two so years that we've done this show, uh, and this is the new inclination or incarnation of it. And I'm excited. I'm excited to get out there and, and let's give people a quick rundown before we talk about us. Uh, but what is Tim and Tom? Tom, it's two guys talking about all things Kansas City and major topics around the country and world. Uh, basically, think of it as. Uh, two smart guys informing you about Kansas City, people, places, and things, also sharing opinions, passionate and otherwise, to your butt. Right. Or ear. Yeah. Yeah, the ears. However you listen to a podcast. It's 2017. We don't judge. I don't judge. Or we might. Who knows? Anyhow, let's get back to the fun part of this show. I'm pretty judgmental. They'll figure out what the show's about. They'll figure it out. They're smart people, you know. It's 2017. Mm-hmm. One plus one equals three. You know what I mean? I do. So let's get into it. Wait. How are you? I'm well. Uh, super busy. What's new? Well, in the two years uh, that we've done this well, show, easy. I've moved easy. twice. We don't need to go two years uh, back. Moved twice. Uh, no, um, this weekend, man, we stayed busy, man. I chainsawed the bushes out in front of the house. Um Gosh, what else did we do? Oh, we went to uh, the Piper Fest. You can catch some of that out on our what Instagram. What is Piper Fest? Piper Fest is to benefit the school, the Piper School District, uh, which is up here in Kansas City, Kansas, uh, up north in the 66109 zip code. And was there any rowdy Piper paraphernalia? There was not, no. Um, there well, was some, That's a dumb festival. There was some modern family paraphernalia, some signed modern family stuff, because it's where Eric Stone Street went to school, and he got... He submitted some sign. It was like one of these. So they've got multiple things going on at Piper Fest, but one of the things is bid on these baskets that are provided, right? Donated, and we keep the money. And one of them was this whole modern family, like signed photo from all the cast members, some swag bags wow. from that, and stuff like that. Yeah, he's pretty big uh, in like he put on a bunch of that stuff up there, helps fund it, and stuff. Was like he there? That. No, because he was at the K State game uh, in in Manhattan that day. I don't know if he showed up earlier or something than I was there. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, he makes his way around. He's very philanthropic and likes to give back and stuff like that. Uh, so we did that Saturday, and there's pictures of that on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, by the way, all those things are Tim and Tom KC, right? Facebook.com, Tim and Tom yep. KC, Twitter. So catch us on there. We, we are always doing fun stuff out there. So I was doing that while you were out doing some fun stuff. And then uh, we watched a K-State game, and we had some fun doing that. And then Sunday, uh, we went around to the Vintage Market Days. Which was down in Zona what Rosa. You go, you're going to all these things I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. It's in Zona Rosa, which is again, it's kind of closer up here, up Northland area, and 
uh, it's a bunch of you know vendors that you know flip furniture or make furniture or have you know these you know the homemade kind of you know that you see at fairs and stuff like that some people have some clothing and stuff like that right some crafts oh so like all like not home goods necessarily but it's all homemade mom and pop kind of things right yeah exactly right did you get anything uh, we did grab a couple things. My wife had been there the day before with her friend, uh, so it was a whole weekend event. And then came home and chainsawed them bushes out front. That's that's more the man stuff, right? Like the manly, traditional, gender normative stuff, right? Went out there with a chainsaw and cut up some bushes, and yeah. Do, do <laughs> I was I was thinking more of that festival that you went to mm-hmm. with, with the homemade goods. Do those people weird you out? Some very much do. Yes. Yes, some very much do. They're very non-threatening. I've always yeah, thought, like I've never odd. felt endangered for my safety. No, but I've always thought that if we continue a conversation, they might slip something into my drink. Yeah, and I like it's they they won't end the conversation. Yeah, right. They'll make like, sure it doesn't end. Even. Yeah, I always feel like if you don't buy anything, it'll go zero to saw like super quick. Right. Like you can easily yeah. end up in a basement. You're like, yeah, you go, hey, these pig statues that you made out of wire coat hangers are really nice, but it doesn't fit my home motif. I'm going to have to pass. Good luck with this. And they're like, that's cool. I know where you live. Right. And then you wake up with a headache and you're chained by your uh, ankle to your bathroom and it's all bright lights and yeah. no one there is for, uh, family and it's just strangers staring for, at you and poking you with a stick. For some reason, you keep having the same recurring dream of waking up and finding somebody watch you sleep at night. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do. Because they're in the house. Says a lot about the uh, inner workings of my um, brain. Right. No. Um, yeah, it is an awkward and. <laughs> Am I bad for saying that? But it, there is a not everybody at those things, and not everybody that has like you know this little business, right? I, this business that I call like I don't even know what to call it, but like let's say you go to you spend your every Saturday morning driving around to garage sales and picking up old furniture, right? And then you you do you know you fix them up or you make signs or whatever, right? You do these craft things and you have a truck and you bring your table and you set your stuff up at all these shows every weekend, right? Uh, not every person that does that is a weirdo but there are a lot of weirdos at those things that yeah culture feel like the the santa caligons the downtown days the mm-hmm. uh fill in the city fest things yeah. i like to go to i love people watching and i like mm-hmm. to look at all this stuff but i never like to go inside the tents because that's where it's like oh welcome to my crazy and it's like you just, First off, no. no one buys things person to person anymore because it's 2017. We buy stuff off of Amazon. Duh. Retail right. workers, mm-hmm. where are you at? Mm-hmm. Out of work soon, unfortunately. Mm. RIP. Anyhow, <laughs> but I just like to just like stroll around and just go like, hey, wave. It's, it's like I'm at a zoo. And no offense, it's not like they're zoo animals, but I don't want to get too close. You know, It's, it's awkward. Yeah, I, I don't. The goat might bite you, and so yeah. might the, the people selling you uh, well, the homemade candles. And it's usually not the person who, like, okay, hey, you've got some nice candles. I'd like to buy some of these. And they're like, that's fine. That'll be $13 or whatever, right? And because you're buying seven candles or whatever. It's that person that's there with them. They're sitting in the fold-out lawn chair, and they've mm-hmm. been, like, 
I don't know, they've got a couple discarded uh, fast food bags around them, and they've been sitting there all day bored, having nothing to do with the business, but they're there for some reason, and they're just mm-hmm. watching you. Those are they're the people saying, that Please, really, yeah. We need to make a profit. Those, those are the people. So what's up, with, what's nope. up with you, man? You stayed busy this weekend. I did. Yesterday, uh, well, I should say October 2nd, mm-hmm. uh, was my birthday. Oh, yeah. So, happy 41st. Wait. Yep, it was the, uh, what is that, Um, 11th anniversary of my 21st birthday. Is that right? Right, 41. Yep, 68. Um, Mm -hmm. It was my birthday, and so I enjoyed that with uh, the place I work at gives you your birthday off. Now, you can choose either like the week before or week after, and it doesn't have to be on your birthday because if your birthday falls on a weekend, obviously, you don't get to take advantage of it. So you can take it whenever you want within those parameters. But uh, I just decided since it was on Monday, I'm going to take a Monday off. And it was fantastic. Woke up early, uh, walked down to my favorite donut place, Donutology, with my girlfriend, she got me six of the specialty donuts, which were like they're they're really small. They're like I'd say about a half dollar size. Really, about, those are tiny. Yeah, they're about a half dollar size and maybe two and a half inches tall. So they're really tiny, but you can throw any type of thing on there. So you can have white cake with Reese's peanut butter and marshmallow with a chocolate drizzle or. They're all the combinations are crazy. So whiskey. I got six of those. What's that? Whiskey. No, but they have bacon. You can put bacon on it. Well, whiskey. Mean, if they don't sell whiskey there. Well, can you donuts bring a flask? Size. Can you bring a flask and just like dunk the I mean, donuts do in the whiskey? I mean, that feels yeah. like a yeah. Donut Lounge. <laughs> now another great donut place mm-hmm. in the Westport area. They sell alcohol. So if you want the whiskey, I'd say go there. But I like Donutology. Okay. So got my six donuts there. Again, really tiny. So it wasn't like six donuts. It was probably like one and a half by the time I was done. And then uh, went over to my grandma's. Uh, She's putting her house up for sale. So she needed her yard mode because they were going to show it. And it's a grandma. So, you know. They're unable to mow their own yard at this time, as grandmas do. Right. And goes for mine. So then I mowed her yard, and then she took me to lunch, and I went to Quadoba. So it wasn't like a yeah. local. I like to try to support local, but Quadoba's Quadoba. And if you've ever been to Quadoba, it's Quadoba, mm-hmm. and I love it. <laughs> and so I had that for lunch. And then uh, she got me a birthday gift of a Ric Flair 16-time uh, throw blanket to where it looks like I'm dressed as Ric Flair, and I love it. And this thing is I just from this Skype video that we're sharing here, uh, it looks glorious, uh, to steal another wrestling term. Uh, I love it. The Ric Flair robe fits you well, and, and uh, I'm very supportive of you wearing that out in public as much as possible. Yes, so I love that. So I did that. She bought me that as a happy birthday, so I uh, was very thankful of that. And then I came home. Walk the dog, which uh, as we do more of these episodes, you're going to hear because she likes to bark a lot. So Guard when you dog. hear bark, mm-hmm. it comes most likely from this side of the microphone. Uh, just a little foreshadowing. And then um, went to one of my favorite restaurants, uh, Char Bar, for dinner. Mm-hmm. Had sausage, brisket, burnt-in sandwich. 
with macaroni and cheese that gave me a heart attack. And then uh, we went to the Westport Ice Cream Bakery. Yeah. And I got the Cookie Monster, which is four different types of cookies and blue ice cream. So you got diabetes for your birthday. Yep. Right. Not at all. <laughs> In my bloodstream. I like it. Fun fact, if you eat the blue ice cream, your stomach turns blue. You know how I know that? Mm. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if your stomach is anyway. All right. Yeah. So So did that. Okay. Um we also celebrated Emily's birthday the week before that cuz hers was in late August and because of scheduling uh X Y and Z happened so it was a while till we were able, able to celebrate hers but we went down uh we took two trips we went one to Osceola Cheese Factory you've ever mm. been there No Mm-mm. You haven't been to Osceola Cheese Factory No Oh my god you have to go Okay so let me paint this picture So it's like think of a rest stop mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere Next to some Boy, you're wetting my appetite here. Hold on. Hold on. So think of a rest stop Uh in Uh the middle of nowhere Mm. next to some Amish-made goods, except for the rest stop is a cheese factory, and it has every type of cheese you can think of. Pizza cheese, taco cheese. Uh, They have jalapeno cheese. They have um, garlic cheese. They have uh, black olive onion Cheese. I mean, any type of cheese you can have, and you get to sample all of them. Okay. So you just there's little cups, and you just go. Oh, I sure. like this one. Oh, right. I like this, one. and then you buy your cheese. It tastes amazing. Okay, it's made authentic. It's not like processed in from Delaware or whatever, where or sure. Green Bay, and it comes. Green Bay sucks. Here. Yeah, Green Bay sucks. By the way, we'll figure that out in the podcast. Yeah. Um, and so it's brought in here. Then on top of that. We went down a little bit farther south to Lambert's, home of the Throwed Roll. Have you been there? I've been there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I love Man, the Throwed Roll. I'm talking right. About. right. Yeah. Yeah. We caught all type of rolls, backhanded, uh-huh. overhanded, underhanded. We ate them all. Unlimited sides. I so hold on. Pork chops. For for anybody not in the know, explain this. This is what this is out in the Branson area. Where where exactly is? Uh... Oh, well, it's on the it's way. Like it's, it's on. It's on, yeah, right. Yeah, it's if you're headed to Branson, you're going to run into into Lambert right. before you so get there. It's a it's a good good old fashioned, very much crackle and barrel type yeah. of restaurant. Home style steroids. Yeah, home yeah. style. It's a home style cooking with the excessive uh, delicacies portions. that you would enjoy and portions. So, yes, excessive so portions. you get yeah. what? But what they're known for is. You uh, throw rolls. So you call for a roll, and if they're on the other side of the room and they see you call for the roll, they're going to throw it to you. Throw it. So you better be ready. And there are rolls whizzing by the entire restaurant. And they're huge. They're like the size of a softball, and they're hot. Yeah. They're just buttery and delicious. So it's a hot, buttery diabetes baseball coming towards your face, and you got to catch it. And we caught it. And then on top of that, they have what's called pass arounds. So you get your meal and then you get your meal. So what I got was two pork chops, cottage cheese and potato salad. But then they do pass arounds and they walk by and it's unlimited. Okay. You Mm -hmm. get black beans as much as you want. You get mashed potatoes as much as you want. You get macaroni and tomato as much as you want. You get 
Well, obviously the rolls. And they just keep coming. As they're eating food, you're like, do you want this? I'm like, of course. So you put that on there. So I've gained 722 pounds in the last two weeks, which makes me feel great. Right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So okay. we've been doing a lot of traveling, a uh, lot of uh, eating, and it feels good. And, I, I mean, I you know, this. enjoying you, the day. You I will also, say this, though. Hmm. I will say this. The birthday was good, but the, the news wasn't. Did you hear about Tom Petty? Uh, I did hear about Tom Petty, and, uh, you know, I was never a huge Tom Petty guy, but you were. You were pretty into the Tom. Cause, you know, not just because he's Tom, but he's, he's Tom. Well, yeah, as a kid, as a kid, like most kids, when you find out someone famous has your name, you automatically take a fascination. So you're like, what's this Tom Petty? And so I wasn't like an ultra-huge fan, but I always loved his hits. You know, Won't Back Down, uh all of them. They were all great. I actually have a Tom Petty story. I've ever told you this. No. So I worked for 90.9 The Bridge. It was a uh, AAA format, which stands for Adult Album Alternative, which means they play artists' deep cuts. So if they release two singles, this station would play the third single that they won't release nationwide, right? So it's like that kind of music from more folk, artistic Tom Petty type artist, right? Right. So I got two tickets to Tom Petty. I couldn't go because I was in college. Had to study for a final, I think it was. Gave it to my friend Zeth. Zeth with a Z. And he's like, I'll take these tickets. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I didn't realize it. But he had planned, when I told him about the tickets, that he was going to propose to his girlfriend. So he proposed to his girlfriend at a Tom Petty concert, they got married, and they're still married. How great That's is that? That's a great story. Yeah, so I did that. That was yeah. all me. All right, nice. Yeah, that was all you. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's unfortunate that uh, what it was cardiac arrest, and he was found unresponsive, and they tried to revive him. Which, pulled from life support, I think. about a little bit bigger, though. This is what I think is crazy about that story. Did you see that they reported that he was dead? Then they had to say he yeah, wasn't dead. Well, okay, so. And then he died. So, well, here's the thing. I saw a report come out that Tom Petty was removed off life support per TMZ, which was true. Well, that everybody knew what that meant. Ah, he's pulled from life support. That means he's going to die. So the story started becoming Tom Petty dies, right? And everybody's like, well, I mean, he's not dead yet. But, eh, you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of a foregone conclusion for the most part. And then there was the report of, Oh well, we pulled the thing, but he's clinging, you know. And right. then eventually it just hit right. So, yeah, you know, in I the news, think- the rush to hey, we got to be first, we got to get out there, we got to let everybody know. Sometimes they jump the gun a little. I hate that. I hate that news has turned into a, a rush to be first and a rush to pull on your heartstrings, right? So it's like, what emotion can we evoke? as fast as possible to keep you hooked for as long as possible. And then the other thing that I saw is like, it's this weird fascination. It's, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in evolutionary process from humans, but they just want to share information. Like I've seen so many people who are like, I didn't care either way, but it said that Tom Petty passed away. And it's like, who are you sharing that to? Yeah. And why do you feel the need to share that information that isn't necessarily good or bad to you yeah. to others? If you didn't care about it, then stop. Then stay. Don't caring about it. Like don't. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't that's understand. Pointless. Yeah. 
I don't understand this like, hey, I have something you don't and I'm going to share it with you and then I'm going to watch yeah. your response. Well, I mean, yeah, I just, you know. That's a whole rabbit hole to get down is this people's, you know, the social media makes this Uber sharing so fast, right? I mean, the first notification comes across my phone. It's like TMZ reports Tom Betty, uh, Tom Petty found unresponsive, now taken off life support. And I was like, oh, shit, Tom Petty's dying. And, right. But then it became flood after flood after every post like Tom Petty no this blah, 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 blah. I mean over and over and over and over and soon I wasn't within 15 minutes I was like okay good, like guys wow like I you're yeah, making me want to say I, I don't see care any Tom Petty post three months ago you know saying how great of a record X Y and Z was right yeah. and now all of a sudden yeah. you're the biggest fan in the world can or we that you're the biggest fan because I shouldn't yeah. I, I personally don't think you should ever tell someone how to mourn because mm-hmm. it's on them, right? Sure. But if you're not mourning, stop trampling, I guess. Well, yeah. On the people who okay. Because here's my thing, and this sounds super bad in the same context that we're talking about is death but all i remember people talking about tom petty is they're like yeah petty's cool you know all the songs sound the same but that's why we like him because it's petty we know what to expect right but then i see like tom petty no you know and it's like now hold on man i didn't see anybody championing the tom petty fan club i didn't right. see petty rules on all your facebook posts like let's knock this off a little bit you can say oh man that sucks and move on. You don't have to act like, oh, one of Rock's legends has died. Like, yeah, okay, guys, we, you know, this is life. You know, like, yeah, that's sad. And we can say that. But this whole acting like everybody had this reaction of like, oh, this is the worst ever. It's like, oh, is it? You didn't know. Well, you didn't know what he was doing yesterday. You did not know what he was doing yesterday. Very true. And. Yeah, you know, at 66 years old, that isn't necessarily old, but it's also not necessarily young either. Sure. And for the rock star lifestyle that he presumably lived, <laughs> yeah. anything pretty... past 50 is past the point of surprise, right? If it's right. 50, whatever, and they say, hey, he died at whatever, you go, oh, 50, yeah, I mean, you know, that's early, at but a rock you know. star. Right. You know, oh, especially just, a rock you know, star, yeah. Yeah, if you're well, a rock star, that's how. Anybody, I, I feel like if I hear, oh, yeah, you know, had heart complications and it's 50 something, you're like, yeah, man, that happened to him early. But it's within that realm of going, like, well, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But what I was going to say is, yeah, I agree that everyone was kind of having these, these overreactions to get retweets and likes when also on that same day, and I guess we'll transition to mm. this just a little bit, the whole Las Vegas thing where legitimately and we don't know all of the details at least i don't yet of who the people were but they were murdered that is a little bit different of a of a reaction that you have than when someone who had died of health complications do you understand what i'm saying like i do i i think you should save and have some perspective of like the no but again i don't want to tell anyone how to mourn but some of you, and I'm not saying all, but some that I saw were just doing this, look at me, retweet yeah. a great lyric that I showed of Tom Petty. And it's like, have some Anthony, perspective here, guys. Anthony Jeselnik, uh, the comedian, you know him. 
right? The, the meanest comedian right. out there. He had a great line about that. Like in the wake of these, like you know, and we're going to transition into the Las Vegas shooting, but this also, I say tragedies because people view the petty death Tom Petty's as a tragedy to rock and roll, right? And they're like, oh man my high school prom song was free falling or whatever. Right. And it meant something mm-hmm. so much to me and his album, whatever changed my life. And he says, you know, all you're really saying there with like the thoughts and prayers on that. And he goes, you're saying, Hey, don't forget about me today. Yeah. Right? It's a very selfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very selfish thing to do. And it's also, I, to take that one step farther and now get into the Vegas thing, I think it's also a little bit weird when people are like, oh my God, I was there in December and that's such a, it's like, what are you talking about, guys? I went to a Jason Aldean concert once. Man, I could have been dead. I went to Vegas one time a long time ago and now I feel connected to something. It's like, are you really, or you just, again, like I said, this this lady who died, social evolution, this lady who died was a special ed teacher. My neighbor is a special ed teacher. You know, it's like those. Yeah. I hate that. I hate when people pull those, like, like you are pulling that out of, you know what? And you need to knock it off because now you're not only like, I get it. You you see a tragedy and we're supposed to feel bad for a tragedy. And you think, well, I'm supposed to feel bad. Well, why would I feel bad? And I make these connections and look, I'm sad too. You guys see I'm sad too, because I, you know, this thing that we're all supposed to be sad about, but it's it's almost an insult to the people who actually did have connections that their life is now changed. Does yeah, that that's what I don't understand. There's the dog, by the way. Josephine, the wonder uh, dog. There's our protector. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, I just I don't understand what that social evolution is of where we have to feel like we have to give our two cents. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I like the aspect of us all having a voice because you know. Back in the 90s, 80s, so far, so far back to the whatever time you want to give, you know, it was the elite telling the poor, this is what you think. This is what you think on this issue. This is what you think on this issue. And now we have it to where, hey, I don't necessarily agree with that. So I'm going to voice my opinion here. And then Mm -hmm. maybe you create Mm -hmm. a little subsection on that topic and then you get a little movement or idea change. Right. But now it's like, I have to express my opinion. No, you don't. You don't have to you all the time, especially to. on social media. Yeah. Well, hey, before we transition into the Las Vegas news, because that's pretty heavy, let's remind everybody to stick with us uh, throughout this whole show because we have an exciting guest on. Each week we're going to try to bring a local person, place, or thing, or some aspect of the world around us here in Kansas City. We have David Hayden of Updown. Uh, if you don't know what Updown is... Uh, it's a great arcade bar in the Crossroads area. Stick around. We're going to learn you all up on that. Um, yeah, it's one of our free, uh, favorite places. That's why we decided kind of inside baseball talk here when we wanted to come back. That was one of the first places we wanted to go because through the time period that we've been off, we've been visiting this place a lot and mm-hmm. we love it. And hopefully yeah. after the interview, you will love it too. So but, stick, yeah. yeah. But okay. So Vegas, man. Whoa. All right. What's your takeaway as you feel right now? I don't understand automatic weapons. That's literally my takeaway. Mm-hmm. I understand 1 million percent that you can't police and security every single situation to every single umpteenth degree because then eventually you're just becoming like you're shuffled through the ikea in yeah. life it's, it's you an know endless how, like, endeavor right 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Numerous times. But uh, before before it was built here, I went to Ikea in Germany. Oh, well, look at you, name driver. Germany. World traveler. World traveler that I am. I went to two different Ikeas in Germany. I'm stroking my imaginary, like, curled mustache. All right. But I understand that aspect of like hey let's not security every single situation in life to where then we're not enjoying ourselves or enjoying our freedoms so i understand like a rogue situation like what this described as because the guy wasn't affiliated with any extreme groups and this is again early reporting mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. what has been reported by yeah well i kind of want to get into that well it, it was it's been reported by people who have great reputations in the industry mm-hmm. that he wasn't affiliated with any right you know stream religious uh-huh. organization or uh-huh. political exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, party exactly he didn't have any mental issues exactly. he didn't have any uh assaults or right. gun charges in the back sure. so how could you try to like oh this is the guy yep totally know that this is going to happen like you can't and i understand that however what is anyone doing with a weapon that can fire that yep. many shots in that short well, period of time? And I know we had 10 rifles and all that, but we didn't go to 10. So, I, well, you know what? Okay. All right. Here's where I stand on. Yes, I agree with that, too. I We will try to avoid getting over political on this show, but we will also talk about what's the hot topic that everybody's talking about, right? We're going to be your best friends that you're just listening to us have a conversation, basically, right? Yeah. If, if you were at work, people would be talking about this, so we'll talk about it here. <clears throat> Man, okay, all that aside, we're, we've are we all been in favor of, you know, people hate the term gun control, but hey, we've got we've to gotta tighten some stuff up here. We both agree on that. Like, there's got to be smart, sensible ways we can make this harder for anybody to get this level of mass killing machinery, right? There mm-hmm. has to be a way. Yes, there should also be a focus on mental health. Yes, there should also be a focus on these other things that gun supporters like to try to deflect and make it only about those issues. Yes, of course, because it's not all one issue or another. But all of that aside, Tom, I still don't like any of this story that we're hearing. I don't necessarily believe it. We haven't seen any video footage of this guy getting... We've heard 10 rifles. We've heard 23 rifles. We've heard 40 rifles. We've heard, you know, he had, he's super well, rich and, and had this massive reporting. Sure. But there's been no videos shown from the, from the complex. You don't get 10 rifles in there easily. You have multiple cases carrying those in. And his, he was that day was gambling with his rewards card that pays you back in the future. Like, if you knew you weren't paying, like, I don't know. There's just a lot of weird things that I don't know if we're getting the whole story of what's happened here. Now, maybe that's by design because they need to figure it out. Right. Right? But I'm not buying it. This guy, seemingly, it was a nobody. And everybody he knows is like, what? Like, you know what I mean? They are completely Mm -hmm. baffled. Whereas, you know, whenever this happens, have you started noticing, too, that these major attacks, right? Okay, I'm skeptical by nature, and people will get to know that more as they listen longer. I'm always questioning, right? I'm like, okay, they say this, but what does that mean, right? What are the implications of that? What it, right? Almost to Mm -hmm. my detriment, sometimes I might be overthinking it, right? But have you noticed all these mass shootings lately, right, have seemingly come with no motive to what they're shooting at, right? We're getting concert goers 
by some random guy who has no ties to anything. We're getting folks in Dallas. Was it Dallas where the guy was in that high rise? Uh, where they sent the robot in to kill him? Where was that recently? Mm-hmm. I don't. I think uh, it was Dallas. Yeah. Just killing random folks, and they're like, right. "Oh, we don't really know what he was mad about." Uh, it right. was, you know what I mean? It's these weird things. It's like, nah. And yeah, you, at least with those people, you go, "Oh yeah," but we looked at his Facebook, and this guy's been a weirdo since 2007. Uh, you know, and you're like, "Yeah, that makes sense." But now this time, even it's like, "Oh no, it's a guy who was rich and was kind of loopy and was in a retirement home and." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or retirement community. Excuse me. The motives is hard to understand, and I think that's why so many people are confused. Because in the Orlando, the Pulse nightclub uh, shooting in Orlando, yeah, we got two motives on that one. Well, but (laughs) yeah, but you know what I mean. He did it. Well, but then there was even the. I hate this. I think it's all a big accumulation now. Of we just don't know what to believe anymore. There's so much out there, and everybody thinks it's – and they go, like we said, with the TMZ. They took what TMZ said, which gets a bad rap, but it's a pretty credible news organization oh, for what they do. It's the new Associated Press, I think. Uh, you know what I mean? They're, they're always there, and they always get firsthand accounts. Now, whether what they're getting fed is false, they're at least telling you, hey – we got told this by this guy, right? I mean, that's well. It's rare that TMZ ever has to report a a, a, a correction, right? Exactly. So you anyway, know, but I've it's, always said that they're the new uh, Associated Press. We're back right. in the forties and fifties. It was the Associate, the AP reports, blah 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 right, blah blah. Right, right. Now it's TMZ reports, yeah. blah blah blah. Well, blah. so but anyway, so it's this. Everybody runs with it, and we just don't know. Like with the Orlando, we got uh, oh, this guy shouted, you know, his connection to ISIS, and then we're like, well yeah but it was about gay people you know like it, it was like okay well which is it and then you know we started to figure well, it out over time which it really was obviously uh right we're not gonna play around either i'm not we're gonna talk about political topics on this show but i'm i don't i don't mess around with people's bullshit talking points anymore right so right. uh but so we know what that was really about but when it came out we didn't and right now i feel like we don't really know what happened here and what they're telling us is not at least all of it right it may not well, be any of it but it's not all of it and the other thing that's hard about it is you see on twitter that people are creating these false twitter accounts saying my cousin is safe yeah uh, thank the lord and then they find out well hey that picture is actually someone from canada you're not a real person and i don't understand why people are even doing that uh, what are yeah. you trying to get likes you're just trying to get likes and like this 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 we're using these retweets and quote tweets and, and likes and shares as like currency and so people become obsessed with creating false content to say here look at me please let me create my next movement and become the uh uh catch me outside girl and all this stuff and so yeah that's what's hard about this instance is because we have so many twitter accounts where people are creating false stories then we're also having fake stories about people saving other people that aren't we're finding out aren't true some are true but you know what i mean it's that everyone has a voice so you never know who to believe and then because by nature, you know, it's, you even uh, said to it, you're skeptical. Mm-hmm. So you're skeptical of the man, right? Of the main media. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. maybe we don't know everything because they're not telling us because they don't know. Right? right. So you're skeptical of them, but then you hear a person say it, but now you gotta be skeptical of them because what's their mo? You know, that's why this, everyone has a voice thing is so hard to, it's hard to go through the murky bullshit to figure out what's real and what's it's not. It's death by information. 
It's too, it's yeah, too much information. You get so much. You get a hundred pieces of information, and any three of those may be true, but you don't know. And even on that account, <laughs> there's just so much news that you're even being told that is real that you can't process it all. I mean, locally in Lawrence, Kansas, on Massachusetts Street, five people were shot. I think three died. Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel mentioned it as an afterthought in his main monologue about the Vegas shooting. Yeah. You know what hey, I mean? he had so, to mention that, hey, that happened and nobody knows or even cares about it because of this other thing. Yeah, look, the mass shootings, I don't get it, man. And I mean, you know, we've been going long on this and we've got more to talk about. So maybe we try to find a, a bow to wrap on this, but... I guess my biggest point and what if you guys understand what it is, you know, write us at Tim and Tom at gmail.com. Tim and Tom KC at gmail.com. Tim and Tom KC at gmail.com. Sorry. We branded everything Tim and Tom KC because Tim and Tom was taken on a couple of the platforms by people who are no longer using it, but we couldn't get it. So everything's Tim and Tom KC. But back to your point. Uh, so let us know whatever it is, you know, that you, how you feel on this. If if you think we're saying something wrong, I just I don't understand. If you're gonna say guns are for protection, I understand that. And if you're gonna say guns are for hunting, I understand that. But in no circumstance, rationally, I can justify that any person in the world needs an automatic weapon that shoots that many bullets at well, one time. And uh, the thing of my point is too, I see a lot of people saying like, well, those types of weapons are already banned. So he came through them illegal means and we can't stop that. Yeah. You sure can't stop that. If you don't manufacture them and allow them to get into the public's hands, if they're used for military purposes and somebody manufactures them for military purposes, that's fine. But when they're no longer being used for military purposes, they can be destroyed or they can be secured. These in no way have to get in the hands of Joe Q public without there being an allowance of it to happen. Does that make sense? He didn't go steal this from the local goddamn National Guard armory. Right. Yeah. And from all accounts, again, information is still early, but from all accounts, he bought everything legally and had a background check and everything checked out. So what what is it? I guess my thing is bad guys are always going to have guns, right? I get that. Right. But Mm -hmm. but you still need to enforce laws and make things harder. That's like saying, well, everyone's going to speed. So why do we need a speed limit? Right. 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 You don't not legislate because people will break the law that you make. That's we wouldn't have any laws. Right. Right. Yeah. Then. Yeah, exactly. Then everything would be chaos and anarchy. But well, I guess and, the, hard, yeah. the thing that's the hardest thing to accept is that you can purchase that legally. You shouldn't be able to purchase that legally. If you want to get it on the black market, well, hopefully our FBI and law enforcement intelligence will be surveilling that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. looking out on who is buying it and who isn't. Mm-hmm. So red flags are drawn up, right? Yeah. But in this case, like we said, no red flags. So what do you do? Well, you try to make the guns harder. It's yeah, just it's in, right. It's you, if you if you lessen the quantity, and uh, you know what I mean. Like I look, you're not going to keep bad people from being bad people. I get that. And yes, you feel like if you're making it harder for the good guys to get it, the bad guys still find ways to get it. No, you can both make it harder for bad guys and good guys to get them. Yep. 
That's and, the that's the flaw in the yeah. logic. You go, well, if you make these laws, all you do is make it easier for bad guys to get at the good guys. No. 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 The right laws will create a scarcity of the product, making it harder for both sides to get it. Plus, yep. you're acting as though that's a black and white scenario. Plenty of people turned bad guy with a gun with the moment they squeeze, squeeze that trigger in, in an unlawful way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I you're a good guy, legal gun holder, until you fire it illegally. Well, did you hear about the country music artist, his post about uh, gun laws and stuff? Hmm. He played at that concert. He I, he was an opening act or a mid-card act for the this country sure. you know, thing. Right, yeah. One thing that I thought was interesting, and you guys can read it, and we'll try to post it on our Facebook and all that stuff after after the show post. Um, but he'd mentioned, like, I was all about concealed to carry and all these gun laws, and now I've, my mind's been turned, which typically happens when you realize something firsthand, which is tragic in this instance, but that's beside the point. One thing that I noticed from his post, and again, I'm paraphrasing here, is basically he said he, they ran off stage his security members are concealed to carry, but they couldn't even touch their guns because no one knows who the shooter is. So if they go to grab their gun, the police are on hand. They're going to see men with guns and think they're the ones that are shooting and they're going to get shot at. Yeah, I've seen numerous cops. I've seen numerous cops say, hey, how am I supposed to know that you're well, the mean, legal ca- you know what i mean like how am i supposed to know when you how how is the guy at arby's supposed to know when you walk in with the with the semi-automatic strapped across your back that you're the you know like i'm the public carry the guy with four. the license and i'm here to get the number four and i'm making a political stance versus i'm the guy that's coming here to blow your damn head off and steal all the money you right. don't yeah. know oh. you don't know well anyway let's try to get past that before we get into our conversation with David from Up Down, which will be great, it will be fun, I guarantee you, because we're going to go on site, and this is going to be fun. Let's get into some more fun stuff, unless you've got a last, no, last little No, I just think, bonus. you know, uh, it's sad to say our prayers and condolences go to the victims and the families and the friends. Uh, however, um, it does but it's sad to say that we keep having to put that out every single time. Yeah. Hey, look. You got look. M- Mrs. Tom in the room. <laughs> so that's old Emily. Yeah. She's going to knit. Oh. She, uh, we have a new addition to her side of the family. Her older brother adopted a uh, baby girl. Very nice. We're going to do, uh, uh, do a baby shower party next week. Saturday, and okay. so Emily, okay. who is multi-talented, as you will find out through this podcast, is going to knit a quilt, baby blanket. I like that. That's very wholesome. Yes. So okay. So Tom, let's get into some fun stuff. The Kansas City Chiefs are playing lights out. We are here in Kansas City for anybody listening. Uh, so that's fun to watch because. Being a Kansas City sports fan, you know, well, you have some hot takes on sports fans, local, you know, the local phenomenon of, well, I'm here from Kansas City. I got to like the Kansas City Royals, that kind of thing. Oh, I hate that. I hate, I hate the idea that you have to cheer for the local sports team Uh for two reasons. One, let me use this example as as one. One of my closest friends in high school, his name was Matt, right? Uh Matt, my friend loved okay so football he loved 
smash mouth football uh-huh. three yard runs run it up the middle run right. it down the bill sideline. snyder football right just grind it out nose the grindstone you're in there you're gonna outman the other man yeah, right? right i'm gonna shove well, you off the line st louis he lived in yeah. st louis in 2003 yeah which was Fun the greatest show on history. turf right yeah the greatest show on turf that threw the ball every hundred yards every play yeah. Well, he doesn't like that style of football, but because it's his local team, now he has to yay ramp. That doesn't make any sense. You yeah. should like the style right. of football that you like. Yeah. And also with free agency, these people change hands so often that you're not even cheering for a team anymore. You're cheering for cloth. You're right. literally cheering yeah. for cloth. Right. So ter- you're cheering so for a logo. Terrell Owens, or let's use a more uh, – uh, ex- uh, more up to date example, so I'm not dating myself. Um, Richard Sherman, right? Richard mm-hmm. Sherman of yep. the Seattle Seahawks. He is right. very polarizing, right? Very. You either like him or you hate him, kind of, mostly speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you hate him. He is a Seattle Seahawks. He is hated for his political opinion. So, what he says about how fans treat athletes, yada, yada, yada. He gets signed to your team. He makes the game-winning interception. What do you do? You cheer and you love him, and you buy a Sherman it's jersey. It's so yeah. dumb. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It's so, so dumb. So, but I've always like the Chiefs. Yeah. Because of the players: Derek Thomas, Neil Smith, Dante Hall, Trent Green, Larry Johnson, uh, Jamal Kareem. Charles. What about I, Kareem Hunt? Yeah, but you know who I feel bad for? Huh. Spencer yeah. Ware, remember him last year? <laughs> hey, man, Spencer Ware is no Kareem Hunt, at least this far into Kareem Hunt's career. That guy it's is putting games. up, but that guy in each of those games, this last game was his worst statistical game probably. I, I mean, it depends on how you measure it, right? But in the first three games he played, he broke or at least did something that has stood in the record books since the 20s or the 30s or you're right yeah. but this game he didn't do any of that right so you're like ah but all he did was get like 100 yards rushing and like several passing and just man it up up and down that field and you're like this guy was gonna be the backup like spencer where who it's really weird and and that's the same thing kind of what you're talking into is like Ah, sports, man. They just, you were like, ah, we love these guys. Oh, he's traded? Okay, cool. Santos is out. Let's get this other guy in here. Move along. Right. Now I love this guy. It's so weird. (laughs) Right. And, yeah, and we don't know because what if with this new offensive line, because of free agency, because of how things are, who's to say he didn't have all these games? He could have easily had all of these games. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. But uh, the Chiefs, 4-0, the last undefeated team uh, in the NFL. Man. They play the greatest style of football to lose in the first round of the playoffs, don't they? Uh, well, so okay, so I've been listening to we listen. I listen to a lot of the sports radio here. Six ten, eight ten. We you have some friends over at eight ten. I've got some friends at six ten uh, and eight ten. But uh, they've kind of talked about how Andy Reid is kind of unleashing almost a new offensive scheme this year that has borrowed a lot of what's been successful in college football with misdirection and mismatches. Mm-hmm. He's going into every game. Yeah, he's going into every game and he's no, got no. a bunch of Do short Do you trust him? Do you trust Andy Reid? I don't I trust that he's one of the greatest offensive minds. I feel like he is just a student of the game where he watches something and he'll be like, "Oh, I see what they're doing." Right? Like, "Okay, I I think we could do X, Y, and Z." It only works though 
because he's looking for ways to misdirect and get a mismatch that only works if those players stay healthy that you can mismatch with, right? So right now we've got the short, fast Tyreek Hill. We've got Kareem Hunt, who can just power over people. Well, if any of these we people have the start polar to— bear. Right, we have, the pol- we have the polar bear Travis Kelsey, right. who's an extraterrestrial who just catches everything, and then we'll do the DX crotch chop uh, after every play. He's How awesome is that? Yeah, he's both fun and also nerve wracking. I see him costing the game on some crappy, you know, showing off penalty. But you know, you take the good with the bad. I guess uh, the Chiefs are fun. You know, who knows where this will go? Who will lead? Oh, we've got I Patrick know, Mahomes. In the, yeah, okay. It'll be the second seed. The AFC West champions will go 12 and 4, 13 and 3. Will look so good in that last game, beating I don't know who's on the, la- the last game of the schedule. We're going to beat the crap out of them. We're going to get the first round by. We're going to get a home playoff game against the New England Patriots, and Tom Brady is going to stomp us into. The uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. This team definitely feels. What what I'm worried about is they also I mean like right now, two starters were out on the offensive line for this game and Fisher was playing but he didn't practice that week right so you've got two and a half starters missing from your five man offensive line. There's been an injury every game that can't keep up. Well, you can't you can't go far with that right. Yeah, you well, have, that's the name of the game. You have Derek Carr breaking mm-hmm. his back. He's out two to six week. You have a Seattle Seahawks. Uh, defensive back who has a bruised heart. Did you yeah, know you could have a bruised I heart? I did not know that. Uh, well, okay, so Chiefs are playing great. A lot of football left to play. We'll see what happens. The Royals. The Royal season is over, and the core team that won the World Series that was all the rave from 14-15 is going to break up. We don't know who. We don't know where. Why? But we... But it's well because we don't have the money to keep paying. Well, no, they do, but they won't. They what? won't spend the money. Going back to the hometown thing, let's right. go back to that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you root for a team who has an owner that doesn't value winning? Yeah. Again, because it's up for profit, and they've got to maintain their profit ratios. And they're right. You know they how can't... you maintain your profit ratios? Mm. You win. You do, but at some point, they look at, okay, I've spent X amount of dollars, and we got X amount of profit, and we won this many games. So if I increase the X amount of dollars, so it's X plus 10, I have to get at least profit plus 10 or more to justify that in their mind. Does that make sense? So now, right or wrong, right or wrong, that's where they're coming from. No, I understand that. Well, then you should trade and get value back because if you just let them go yeah. out on the open market. Oh, this year, in hindsight, they should have sold off at the trade deadline. But they, at the time, this is before the Cleveland Indians went on a historic 20-game win streak and they were within a couple games and it was like, yeah, we get yeah. a couple, a little better pitching. So at the time, I was even for it. I was like, yeah, go in. Why not? Right? If we suck another 10, 15 years, you know, that's how small market baseball has to play, right? You small. grow it and- Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Stop it. Okay. Small market's not a thing. You know what small market is? Uh, it's marketing for cheap. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's a marketing word for cheap. True. Yeah, There's true. No small market. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, the market is smaller. stock in Walmart. Yeah, but his money is not the, the – again, it's – there's a less possible consumers making his investment 
a possible less return. So yes, there is small market in that the the possible return it can get is kind of capped. Yeah, but then you also get a luxury tax from the big market, if we're going to keep using these fun marketing terms. You get a luxury tax from the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Yankees. So you're still getting money coming in. Sure. Now, okay, and all that aside, all that aside, you're not a big Kansas City Royals fan other than, hey, that's neat. You were always a big Yankees fan. Love the Yankees. But what do you – Derek Jeter was my favorite absolute yeah. athlete of but all time. But you did go to the big parade. You did mm-hmm. enjoy the festivities. You did find it neat. That So how do you feel now knowing, okay, most if not – some of these guys might not be coming back. The other, some of them definitely aren't. What, what do you take away? Well, I hope Hosmer goes because I've ever told you my Hosmer story. Mm-mm. So I'm at a bar, right? right. And this is So before, there I was. Yeah. So, so there I was at a bar, and this is before my wonderful, gracious, talented, beautiful girlfriend Emily. Oh yeah, who would this keep you in check, her. right? This is before her. Right. So I'm at a bar, and I'm talking to this girl as you do all night, right? I'm buying drinks. We're doing the stupid little mm-hmm. one-two uh-huh. shuffle dance. You got all kinds of jokes. We're weird, right? Yeah, and I'm doing all this weird stuff, and I don't know, buy a drink make fun of myself because I have low self-esteem. So right. that's what I do. Yeah. Like As you get girls to pity me. Right. And I'm just talking to her and talking to her and talking to her and we're the, 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 right. More drinks, all the fun stuff. And then she just looks at me and then her eyes just go right behind me. And I was like, what the hell? Look behind me. The starting lineup for the damn yeah. Kansas city Royals yeah. 2015 come walking in. Uh, and Hosmer standing there just waiting for girls. He was like a light, and all these women were the bugs that yeah. were about to kill themselves <laughs> on him. Yeah, yeah. And I'm staring at her, and I go, oh, I'm done. This is what I say verbatim. I go, oh, I'm done here? And she was like, I mean, it's Hosmer. Right, and I was yeah. like, yep, see ya. You, sir. Spent all that uh, money, and I went you, home sir, by myself. Yeah, you, sir, are no Eric Hosmer. <laughs> you got Hosmer. Oh, jerk. He's just two inches taller than me. You got Haas. You got Haas. Yeah, I got Haas. So he can Haas his way back to Miami. That's yeah. what I think. Have Great. Go, go make hundreds tomorrow. of millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. You're not welcome to my town anymore, uh, pal. Yeah. This is the Tim and Tom uh, country over here. Yeah, I don't know. It was fun. It was fun seeing something in Kansas City that we may not see again for a long time. A, a championship in the sport that your local team is playing. Well, I think Hosmer is going to go to the Marlins, too. Because yeah. he's from Miami. Sure. Jeter today just had his first press conference as uh, head of be- baseball operations for the Miami Marlins. He's going to want to make a, a big splash. What better splash to make than well, the best first baseman in baseball? And he's a big Hosmer fan. He's been on record of talking yeah. about how and he it's likes local, him. So it's a local guy coming home, a proven winner, the best first baseman in the league, and it's the owner's first splash to say, see, I can make this team better. Sure. So, All right. Well, look, we've gone an hour on this first segment. We've gone a little long. We haven't been around for two years. We had to kind of get some stuff out there. I mean, that's easy to do. Is there anything else you want to hit before we go into our break and come back and talk to David from Up Down? No, I just want to go to Up Down so we can talk to them uh, up down we friends are. and family over there. So they are we, friends and family. Well, and they are. And we, you know, for anybody who's just coming on to Tim and Tom, just picking us up, we have been podcasting together for over four years and have put out on more than an average of one per week. Uh, but it's been a little more niche. 
than we're used to. So we used to always record our interviews first, and we may not be doing that now. So we're going to adjust to this. We don't know what this interview is going to hold. So you've got to be as surprised as we are because we're going there tomorrow on site to Up Down, down in the crossroads. It's one of the it's the best arcade bar in Kansas City. I mean, it has to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if well, if so, if one of the other arcade bars want to advertise with us, we'll retract that statement as well. Uh, but <laughs> but <laughs> but up down's the greatest. Uh, and we're going to talk to David from there when we come back. And uh, I guess we'll just take a break, huh? Yes, let's we don't, do it. We don't have any uh, fancy sayings uh, or anything like that. So just stick with us, and we'll talk to David from Up Down when we return to Tim and Tom. Tim and Tom. Tim. Tom. Tim and 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 Tom, we're back here for the second segment of the first episode. It's going to be a test later, so you need to remember those numbers, Tom. Of course, and uh, I'm not good with math, so I'll be cheating off of your paper. Yeah, good. You're screwed. All right, we have David Hayden of Updown. We talked about this earlier throughout the show. We are super excited to be here. We're always, we've been here a few times, and we're always having a blast when we're here, and today's no different. Yeah, definitely. And with Updown, uh, we're excited to talk to him because obviously we come here a lot, but when we tell our friends, family, uh, associates, uh, coworkers, things like that, they don't really know what it's about. Now, we have friends that come here a lot as well, but basically we're here to kind of dig into what is this place? What is this Updown as it is? You have friends that come here a lot. I don't have a whole lot of friends. Yep. Yep. So, David Hayden, what is it? You're the marketing manager-ish. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I'm the marketing manager for uh, Updown nationally. Uh, we have locations in Kansas City, Des Moines, and Minneapolis. And so you cover the whole kit and caboodle of it? The, 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 whole, the, the entirety of the northern half of I-35. Well, then, with that comes, why Kansas City? How did this, of all places, get an Updown? Sure, the original Updown opened in Des Moines, Iowa. It was downstairs from a live music venue that the owners owned together called Woolies. And uh, when the basement became available, they had had this idea of creating an arcade that was more a style of what they would want to hang out in as a bar that had more to offer than just drinking and uh, watching whatever game happened to be on ESPN Ocho at the moment. Uh, so they they had started collecting the games when the bar became available. The landlord asked them about it, and they opened the first one in the basement 27 days after they signed the lease. And that kind of served as the incubator, helped them understand how an arcade bar flow works, you know, how a, learned a lot of the learned a lot of the trade secrets that they put into the concept, and when they wanted to open the second one and make a full-size one, Kansas City was their first target. And that's where I got started with them, was looking for a location for this bar in Kansas City. So what led you to 
Uh, obviously, this may be a long story, but we're in the crossroads now, which I think is an amazing spot for this place. I think it fits the vibe well. Was this one of the highest intended places, or did this come about because, well, we ran out of three or four ideas? I'm a lifelong resident, and I knew that this location was the spot. Uh, it was what I recommended to them in the very first conference call. Now, it took about 11 months for them to come around and agree with me on the idea. Uh, we looked at Westport. We looked at lots of other places in town, but... The, the, the vibe of the bar just matches the vibe of the neighborhood so well that the crossroads was the ideal location for this bar. Well, how would you design or how would you, I guess, describe the vibe of this place? Because we were talking off air uh, as we were walking in. It seems like each time we come here, there's just a new demographic that we haven't seen or a new uh, type of customer here. And so it seems like, you know, one night we're getting all sports fans because they want to see the game. And then another night it's all, you know, the trivia kind of group coming in. So how would you describe, though, your clientele here? Uptown is at its core a nostalgia bar. We, we try to get away from the idea of arcade bar because we have a lot more to offer than that. What we, what we want to do is... We theme everything in 70s and 80s. So the, on the televisions, you're going to see all 70s and 80s movies. You're going to see classic pro wrestling. You're going to see American Gladiators. Uh, things that take you back to that time frame. The wall is like a, a, a wallpaper, a decoupage of 80s and 90s icons. And then the classic arcade games to go along with it. People sometimes ask me, is this an 80s bar? Is this a 90s bar? The secret is, it's a when you were 13 bar. We want you to go back to that time when you were first able to kind of go out and explore on your own maybe the parents would drop you off at the arcade maybe you got to go out and do that sort of stuff but go back to that age where you could just go ahead and be excited about things when you could go and you could like get stoked that you had two dollars worth of quarters in your pocket and that was going to be an hour's worth of adventure at an arcade uh we want to give everybody that now we pair it with contemporary music we pair it with 48 craft beers on tap and uh, the best selection, in my opinion, of craft beer in Kansas City. So you still have all those things that appeal to you as an adult while giving you all of the fun and excitement that, that lets you go back to being a kid again. Let you, you know, let your hair down. Nope, you can't be tough here. You can't be cool here. You, you get excited watching video games. You want to go out and play. You want to play some skee-ball. You want to go do those things. And that's what we want to create. And so the demographic is really very broad. I mean, people in their from their 50s to their 20s hang out here because they love the idea of having something more to do than just sit around and drink. They love the games, but more importantly, they love the atmosphere and the environment that we create, not just with the games, but by hiring a staff of people who want to work here. People who left full-time cubicle jobs, left their suit and tie so they could come work at an arcade bar because who wouldn't want to work in an arcade bar? That's a good point. And uh, I, I like the idea of being able to revisit 13 without the awkward puberty phase and just have fun, you know? Well, my question next comes to the games. Now, that's another thing that we've been here a few times and they've changed. And they kind of circle through uh, different video games from here and there. But how does that process work? What does it look like to say we're going to select this one over that or we're going to put this one in like the start of the year? How, what's that look like? That's a great question, and there's a lot of the science. I mean, there are other places that, that are bars that put in arcade games and call themselves an arcade bar. And uh, 
I welcome them. I love having more of it out there because there's still people drinking at Applebee's. You know, once people realize that it's fun to go out and play arcade games uh, while you're at a bar and have that environment and be in that energy level, uh, we know they're going to make it here eventually. And what we do differently is really focus on the curation of games. I mean, everybody loves coming in and seeing all the games, but when they see their game, when they see that game that they played when they were 13, the excitement level goes to a, to a whole nother tier. So it's really about curation, and we have... Company-wide, we probably have about 150 games on locations right now. We probably have another 100 to 200 games in warehouses in some state of repair. Many of them are working great. They just haven't been rotated in. And then we rotate between locations as well. So a game might get pulled out of here, uh, go to a warehouse, get a little tune-up, you know, make sure that it's working great, and then end up in Des Moines. Uh, We have one dedicated person whose job is to run the games between locations in a truck, get them to the warehouse, work on the games, and make sure that we're constantly rotating games because that's part of the excitement. How do you find some of these games? There's obviously not old arcade games are us. Like, do you just start looking in Craigslist ads, or how does this work? That's one of the biggest challenges. Um, fortunately, we're in a position where we buy games all the time. We don't go out and buy a game because we want it and therefore have to pay the price that's available. We're constantly looking for games that are available at the right price. And we have a warehouse in each of our different cities that serves as kind of a hub. We have a place here in Kansas City that's got 30 arcade games sitting in it right now that are games that we went out and purchased. And because the price was right, we tried to buy them in bulk. So if we take a trip, we want to buy three to four games at a time. And uh, therefore, we're able to buy them when the price is right and sit on them and hold them until we have a spot for them at one of the bars. Um, The stories of games, you know, five years ago when this whole thing started, uh, the owner owner always said that he had a sixth sense for that barn that had arcade games in them. Because when the arcades died, you know, first at the first golden age, it ended in 1983, and the second golden age ended in 1989. Well, there was no market for Pac-Man because no one was playing Pac-Man anymore. So the guys that ran these routes and might own 50 games that they would have in laundromats and, you know, bars and bowling alleys, they just put them in a storage unit or a barn until the market came back. A lot of them were found that way, where you can go in and you could buy 30 to 50 games at a time. Now, over the last 5, 10 years, that's become less and less, and now it's more finding collectors who bought a game just thinking it would be cool to have in their basement. Next thing you know, they have 20 games, and they got tired of a couple of them. They want to buy a couple more, and so they're looking to sell two or three of their games so they can go out and pick up two or three more to rotate them out on their end. And we really try to focus on that. There's a huge community of people uh, in their late 40s, early 50s, who, you know, 20 years ago, I I sold car lifts, and I would go to these car shows, and you would have guys who were, you know, late baby boomers who would go out and buy the car that they had when they were 16 or what they had when they were in college and, you know, the the, the GTO or the Roadrunner that they had to get rid of when they had, you know, a kid because the baby seat didn't work real well in the back of a GTO. Well, they went out and bought that car again when they were 50, and they were empty nesters, and they had some money to spend. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 42. Uh, my first car was an 86 Honda Civic. I have no desire to go out and buy and restore an 86 Honda Civic, but I want to have a couple arcade games. And so our generation doesn't go out. We didn't have the great collectible cars. So part of that is going out and buying the arcade games to have down in your basement, and there's a lot of people who are into that right now. 
So with Kansas City in particular, I know you and I have talked uh, outside of this podcast where in some markets you've had some blowback strictly because it is labeled as an arcade. Did that happen here, and what was the response like? You know, we always have a feeling out period where the neighbors want to know what we're about and really want to kind of know, are we going to operate as a quality business? Uh, In Kansas City, you know, the fact that we sell more alcohol than food and that that's, you know, we're unashamed of that. You know, it's a, you know, we have pizza by the slice. It's not the focus of the restaurant. The focus is good. good. We, we, We take pride in it. But, you know, we're we're a place to go out after dinner, have a couple drinks and play some games. We had some pushback on it. But over time, people got to know us. I mean, uh, company-wide, we gave $75,000 cash to charities last year. We donated over twice that in kind and fanny packs and tokens and things like that that we gave away to pretty much anybody who hits us up with a fundraiser. We send them a message, they come on down to the bar, come pick up something, we'll help you out. Uh, you know, things like that that we do. Uh, our monthly fundraiser events, working with the community, working with our neighbors. All of our neighbors have token cards that they can hand out to their customers. If somebody says, hey, what's that? They can set you up with some free tokens. You know, we want to be part of that community. We want to be part of every neighborhood we're in. And each location runs independently enough that they buy from local providers. All of our craft beers on tap, over 25% of them at any given time, are local beers. And that's in all of our locations. That's a company-wide principle. Uh, you know, the bar that we're sitting at right now was built by a local subcontractor called Second Life Studios. Now, they also built our bar in Minneapolis. They're currently working on our bar in St. Louis that we're getting ready to open. We have all of, you know, our bank is right next door. Our marketing guy is, you know, I'm a lifelong resident. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of things that we bring, that we use and we source locally, and then a lot of things that we source out of Kansas City that we use nationally. This has kind of become our hub, and we love that. We want to be part of the communities that we're in, and we want to be part of the cities that we're in, and we really invest heavily in that. And when the neighbors get to know that and get to know us, they, they, they welcome us with open arms. Most people are really glad that we come into the neighborhood after we do. All right, so you were talking about the games and kind of how you can't be a tough guy here. But I know when I used to play video games and when I get here and I play Tim in some video games, I get competitive. So and you lose. That's beside the point. So what I want to know is have you seen like an ultimate competition? I know we've been here with the NWL and we've seen like – the, the tournament games, and some of those got pretty competitive. But, like, tell us some stories. Have you seen anyone where, like, two guys just went at it for, like, an hour at NBA Jam or whatever? Well, okay, so speaking of wrestling, here here's uh, my favorite story is uh, Seth Rollins came in after Raw with Xavier Woods one night. And uh, Seth uh, played another guy in a uh, game of NFL Blitz that Seth Rollins eventually lost and has been commemorated. Com- has, has uh, been brought back up every year to the day on Twitter since uh, to make sure that Seth Rollins remembers coming in and losing at a game of NFL Blitz. But that's part of it. I mean, we're a 21 and over establishment at all hours. And part of that is, you know what, if you want to talk a little trash to your buddy and if that the words you choose to use are stronger than trash – that's okay. You're surrounded by adults. You know, don't be obnoxious. Don't bother anybody else. But if you want to, like, you know, whisper something under your breath to try to throw somebody off, hey, I mean, that, that's part of playing games. We're grown-ups. This is a grown-up place. You know, that's part of what, what we expect. But it's all in good nature. I mean, that's the thing is afterwards, you go and you buy the guy, you just beat a beer. 
You know, you have fun with it. You know, it's all about, you know, a, a, a fellowship that comes from, man, You, do, I just had a great time sharing this experience with a random stranger who was playing this game, and that was cool. And I had more fun than I've had in a couple days doing that. So, man, let me buy you a beer. That was cool. Thanks for the game. You know, and so it can be competitive, but it's also about building that community. What is your favorite game here? Oh, man, that is tough. Uh, I actually, my all-time favorite game is not currently at this location. And it's a, it's a game called Tempest that is, uh, uses a very outdated uh, type of screen called a vector screen that actually runs on coordinates rather than pixels and are disappearing quickly. Uh, because of the, uh, they, they just haven't made them since 1984. Uh, probably the game that I that I'm I rotate through games quite a bit lately. I've been playing a lot of Dr. Mario, uh, just because that's kind of the staff game of the moment. Uh, also, uh, Super Off Road is the one that I'm going to hustle on. Yeah, okay. So, what game could I beat you in? Uh, pretty much any fighting game, okay. uh, except for Karate Champ. Any fighting game, uh, you're gonna have a pretty good shot because I was a, I was an early, I was the first golden age of arcade. So I'm gonna take you at Tron and Dig Dug and Moon Patrol and games like that. But when it starts getting to the, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the the early '80s games, I, I'm pretty solid at. Once it's the easy game. Yeah, once it starts getting to the more well. Try, try, try getting past the third level of Tron without uh, without knowing exactly the patterns that the game is based upon because those early 80s games were all based on patterns. Uh, when you get to the button mashers and the fighting games and you got to remember the eight buttons to hit in order to get the finishing move on Mortal Kombat, that's not that's not my scene. I was, I was busy hitting on girls to worry about... Uh the, the secret code to make sure I ripped your spine out in Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah, I uh, I was uh, I was at that point a little bit older. I was probably already at the bar drinking. <laughs> All right, so what's some plugs? Where where people can find y'all across social media, I'm assuming? Yeah, uh, pretty much every social network is UpDownKC. So Facebook.com slash UpDownKC. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, you can find our website at UpDownKC.com. Any big special events or things coming up in the next couple weeks? You know, the one that uh, I really like to talk about is our weekly Tuesday night event. It's Local Tuesday. Uh, What it is is we get a different local band to come in every week. And uh, we don't have live music. They just come in to hang. And so if you want to get an opportunity to meet... You know, the great local bands. We've had everyone from Greeting Committee to Architects to Hembry, and then a lot of up-and-coming bands as well. Every Tuesday night, we got a different band coming in here. They're just hanging out. If you go up and talk to them, they have free tokens to give you. We do a dollar off all local beers, and we play all local music all night. And so it's a great time to come in and just kind of enjoy some of the flavor that makes Kansas City unique. Uh, so I always, I always... Tuesday nights of the night, you're always going to find me here. Well, and if you see Tim and Tom and up down, I don't have any free tokens to give you. I could use some, actually. I don't have any either, but I will play you an NBA Jam. I will play anyone at NBA Jam. That is my game. That, that's where I'll take you at. All right, so this has been fun, David. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, and we will be back with some upcoming events. Uh, Tom's got a list of what's going to happen around the city in the coming week here on Tim and Tom.
Tim and Tom. Tim. Tom. Tim and 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 Tom back here. We're going to keep you up to speed with what's happening this coming week slash weekend here in the beautiful city of fountains, the Paris of the Plains, Kansas City, uh, because we live here. That's all we know about. I'm not going to look up. If you're listening in Las Vegas, thank you, because uh, we're going to talk about- If you're about, listening in New York, thank you, but we don't yeah. know the events that are going yeah, on. Yeah, right. We're going to talk about things that affect the nation and the world as a whole, but uh, we live here in Kansas City, so that's our immediate surroundings. So that's what we know about. This is where it's the benefit of the Kansas City listener to listen to Tim and Tom KC. So here we go. We've got some events going down, and the first one we're going to start off with is a fun thing that's been going down at the Sprint Center. I think it's been about six years running now. Uh, the Miami Heat come into town mm-hmm. and play at the Sprint Center, and this year they're playing the 76ers, so former KU standout Joel Embiid. Also, you've got Gordon yep. uh Dietrich of uh, the the Heat. Yeah, you can uh, you can wit- you can witness the process in person. Yep, they got uh, <sighs> so many young, talented Ben Simmons on the on the Seventy Sixers. Uh, the Heat, their star power is not as great as it was when they first came here with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, but they still got a good team. Um, and it's going to be a fun exhibition game. So that's Friday, October 13th, starts at 7.30, should get done around 11, and that will be at the Sprint Center. Those Keep are fun. Basketball games are fun in the Sprint Center. It's a good venue for that. Oh, it's a fantastic venue for it. And the NBA uh, players, they don't just do a scrimmage in the sense of, oh, this is a fun scrimmage. They they give some good effort out there. So it's not going to sure. be like a practice game that you're going to see. I mean, it is, but it's not going to be that type of effort. You're going to see a good hard-fought uh, game up until the end. So right. if you're a big basketball fan like I am, uh, head out there and check it out. Okay. Also on October 13th, uh, welcome, uh-huh. one of my uh, favorite alternative bands. It's Queens of the Stone Age yeah. at Crossroads KC. Right. You gonna play, play a little, little bit of that for us? Yeah, yeah. Queens of the Stone Age is a fun band. I've always liked them since back in high school. They started around, I think it was 2003, 2004. Uh, Dave Grohl was their uh, uh, original drummer, as uh-huh. it was. Uh, now he's not anymore, but man, they've been putting out hits. This song right now that you're playing, I love it. Yeah. What is this? Is on a commercial, right? Is it? Is it one of those Toyota commercials? Yeah, I think it's like a Toyota or Prius or the one that plays the John uh, Cena commercial. There. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's one of those. So yeah, but Queens of the Stone Age. If you like the alternative music, like I do, do you like alternative too? I do, I do, and I like Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Yeah, so Crossroads KC at Grinders. That is October 13th. Uh, check it out. It starts at 7 p.m. And now, let's get into a legend. Uh-huh. My mom's favorite artist. Yeah. It is Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, when cool. you talk about, if I'm going to say classic rock... One of Bob the names Se- that you're going to throw out is Bob Seger. 
Oh, he was the man. He was the Justin Timberlake of <laughs> classic rock. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, it's two different styles of music, but that, like, aura of, like, you're not touching my music. It's timeless. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, it's the lone guy. It's the, right, it's that, hey, look at me. I'm the... I'm the attraction, Bob Seger. And this song, I don't know if it gets much better. Um, like peeling back the curtain and showing you what it's like to be a traveling artist. Mm-hmm. Love it. So October 14th at the Sprint Center again, uh, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. My mom's favorite artist. I grew up on 101 The Fox. I grew up on Bob Seger. Uh, it has a special place in my heart. I've heard his voice is just as good, if not better with time and so you know you're gonna get all those classic hits uh this song included which oh just gives me chills i love it love it so much right. it's way better than the the remake that metallica tried <laughs> right. um, which was not terrible but it's just not it wasn't I mean, terrible but you're if you're if you're remaking a bob seger song just know that it's gonna be worse than bob seger sure so right bob seger and the silver bullet band october 14th so those are some three events for you you've got uh basketball alternative rock and some classic rock on top of all of that and this is kind of out of order but it plays into what we're going to feature next week we have Mm -hmm. on october 12th the feast of fountains 2017 world war one museum and it will be uh 4 30 to 7 30 at the national world war one museum and memorial which is great because we're going to talk next week to Laura Vote, uh, which I hope I said that correctly, uh, museum's curator of education at the World War One Museum and, and Memorial. Which uh, I really wanted to talk to somebody from there because uh, I feel like it's this very unique thing that Kansas City is the World War One Museum uh, because you know when you go talk about the World Wars, World War Two gets a lot of press time and a lot of coverage and a lot of lip service. World War One, uh, you know, you don't get that same. It just, I don't know as much about just it. Just as big of an impact right. on the way America was shaped. It, you know, obviously, any war that we're in shapes how our future unfolds. But yeah, sure. that one was just as important. Well, and the only National World War One Museum, the only one up and running right here in Kansas City. So we're going to talk to Laura Vote uh, next week for that, much like we did with David Hayden from Uptown here. This week. Yes. So let me give you a little bit more detail, though, about the Feast of Fountains yes. 2017 World War One Museum. So what it is, it's the Pink Ribbon Roadshow rolls into the Feast of Fountains season finale. Uh, you can join the KC Parks and local food trucks for a food truck festival to yeah. benefit the city's beautiful fountains. Uh, some food truck uh, lineups include, let me get here. I mean, I like food cakes, trucks. KC. I love coffee cakes. Uh, I've got a coffee cakes, uh, punch card. They come to my work every once in a while. I got a, pun- a coffee cakes punch card in my wallet. Well, there you go. Come out yeah. Thursday. You got American fusion. You've got Smish smash sandwich company. Mm-hmm. You got jazzy mm-hmm. bees diner and much more. So, uh, co- go out there on the 12th if you can. Uh, again, that's going to be from 4.30 to 7.30, Feast of Fountains 2017 World War One Museum at the National World War One Museum and Memorial. That is and, 2 Memorial Drive, Kansas City, Missouri. And these is this is in no way an inclusive list. There is 
tons more to do out there this week and weekend. Visit all the regular sites here. Visit KC, your KC Star. They've got events pages. If none of these are to your liking, this is just kind of a little sprinkle of what's happening out there that we picked up on. Uh, But there's so much more happening. And if you guys have an event that you want to have featured on uh, Tim and Tom, uh, feel free to give us an email. Again, that's mm-hmm. Tim and Tom KC at gmail.com, and we will try our best yep. to mention it yeah. and uh, get it on the podcast. And if you listeners know something more you want to know about in this area in Kansas City, the people you want to know about, you want to be a guest on the show, let us know also that Tim and Tom KC at gmail.com. We're on the Twitter, we're on the Instagram, we're on the Facebook, all Tim and Tom KC. Uh, let us know what you want to know more about, and we'll be your eyes and ears throughout this great city. Yeah, it is a fantastic city. I love it, and I do enjoy the sports teams. Let me uh, make that <laughs> perfectly clear. I just don't think Dude, you have to. Tom hates it the Royals. You're from here, Tom hates the Royals. He said it right here on episode one of Tim and Tom. Not, and not true. Fake we'll, news. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave. It. I'm glad we could agree. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week for episode two of Tim and Tom.